In today's world, uh, there's a lot of different opinions as to who Jesus is. Uh, And I'm sure you've heard a lot of them. Some people say that Jesus was just a a moral example, shows us how to live. Other people say that he was a, a great teacher, the greatest teacher to ever exist. Other people say that he's God. Other people claim that Jesus never claimed to be God, therefore he's not God. Uh, There's some people who say that Jesus was a liar, a deceiver. There's all kinds of opinions about Jesus, and it's nothing new. In fact, when when Jesus was on earth, uh, there was all kinds of opinions uh, about him. To the point where Jesus asked his disciples one day, who do people say that I am? And they list off all these different people that they say Jesus is. And nothing has changed to today. People still wonder who Jesus is. And if people were wondering who you are, what would be the best way for them to get to know you? Go to your Facebook or Instagram? I'm just kidding. Uh, It's not hearing from secondhand sources, right? It's hearing directly from you and what you have to say about yourself, who you say you are. And the same is true with Jesus. And so that's why we're starting this brand new series today called Jesus in His Own Words. I am what Jesus says. And so for the next seven weeks, that's what we're going to look at. We are going to look at what Jesus has to say about Himself. We're going to see Jesus be authentic. We're going to see Jesus be real. And we're going to see Jesus challenge us with who He claims to be and the impact it has on our life. And so today... We're going to jump right into John chapter 8, where we see Jesus say something about himself. He claims to be something. He claims to be the light of the world. John chapter 8, verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. This is who I am. This is me, he says. I'm the light of the world. And so, let's consider the metaphor Jesus is using. I am the light. What does light do for us? The light brings about three essential things for your life and for my life and life all around. First of all, the light brings life. Right? Light brings life. When you plant a seed in the ground, what does that seed need to grow? It needs water and it needs light. The sun is a ball of energy that gives off light. It's the sun that energizes, the light that comes from the sun energizes life. Uh, How many of you are from the Midwest? Okay, so you know that winter is like nine months long. And the majority of it is darkness, right? Uh, it, there's not a lot of sun. You're lucky if you see three days of sunlight in the entire winter time. And about halfway through the winter, what happens? People get crabby. People get tired. People get the blues and depressed. Why? Because they haven't really seen the light. And all of a sudden, when that first sunny day hits, everyone is energized. Everyone wants to get outside. Everyone is in a good mood. Because why? Light brings life. Light also brings safety. How many of you 
have gotten come home at night, nobody else is home, and it's a dark house, it's dark outside, and you walk in and you're just feeling a little creeped out. And so what's the first thing you do? You turn on a light. And then what do you do? You go to the next room and you turn on the light. And you go to the next room and you turn on the light. Why? Because the darkness is scary and the light brings safety. It makes you feel safe. For those of you who have kids, they wake up in the middle of the night screaming because of a scary dream. What do you do? You turn on a light for them. Light brings safety. They tell you if you're going for a walk at night, walk on a well-lit path. Because in the cover of darkness, bad things happen. But there's safety in the light. And finally, light brings illumination to the path. It illuminates the path to go. When you're driving at night, one of the most important parts of your car are the headlights, right? You're going 60 miles an hour, and if you can't see the path, bad things are going to happen. And that's what light does. It shows us where to go. And all of a sudden, maybe you're thinking, oh, I'm starting to see why Jesus calls himself the light of the world. And yet, there's even more. And maybe that's part of the frustrating part because as we read Scripture, sometimes we think, we think to ourselves, Jesus, why don't you just say what you mean? Why do you have to use the metaphor that you're the light of the world? Why don't you just tell us exactly what you mean? The thing is, the audience that Jesus is speaking to, they knew exactly what He meant when He said, I am the light of the world. And so for us to understand it, let's dig more into the context of it, and we're going to see just how amazing this statement is by Jesus. The context of this really starts in John chapter 7, when we're told that Jesus and the rest of the Jewish people were going up to Jerusalem to celebrate what's called the Feast of the Tabernacles. And the Feast of the Tabernacles was a festival that commemorated something that happened 1,500 years before. Who lived 1,500 years before Jesus? 1,500 B.C.? Moses. Yeah, absolutely, Moses. And so Moses uh, was sent by God uh, to the Israelites in Egypt to lead them out of their slavery to the Egyptians. And so through God's miraculous signs and miraculous wonders, the Egyptians finally let the Israelites go. And a million people leave Egypt, because that's how big the Jewish nation was. A million people leave Egypt and are now wandering in the wilderness. And Moses is leading them to the land that God promised that they would inherit, the land of Canaan, which is modern-day Middle East. And this journey was going to take more than just a day. And so guess what was coming? Night. And here you are in the wilderness where there are no streetlights, there is no path, you're just walking. And it's nighttime. And so guess what is around? Wild animals that you can't see coming because there's no light. Enemies could come and attack, and you wouldn't know because there's no light. Because there's no path and there's no lights, guess what also could happen? You could get confused, turned around, and lost. And so God said, Moses, I'm going to be with my people. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to lead you. And I'm going to do that in the presence of a pillar of fire. My people are going to know that I am with them because I'm going to be with them with the pillar of fire and I'm going to lead you, guide you, provide safety for you, provide life for you, provide the directions. And so in the middle of the wilderness, here's what it looked like. 
you've got the tabernacle, which is like their church, uh, and then all of the Israelites' tents set up around the light. And so as darkness comes over the, the wilderness, here the people are. They can see the light, and guess what it brings? Life. Why? Because the people know that God's with them. You talk about energizing to know that God is with you and that you're not lost and on your own. It brings, God brought safety. Now they could see who's coming after them, who's coming to attack them. And God illuminated their path, showed them where to go through this light. And He led them to the promised land. Fast forward 1,500 years later, Jesus and the Jewish people are going up to Jerusalem to celebrate this festival, the Feast of the Tabernacles, and it's to commemorate this very thing, that God was with His people in the pillar of light and led them to the Promised Land. And so what the Jewish people would do is they come to Jerusalem and they set up tents just like this outside the walls of Jerusalem. Thousands and thousands of tents as all the Jewish people uh, lived outside like the Israelites from 1,500 years before. And what would happen every night around dusk in the middle of October uh, is somebody would go up into the temple and they would light four candelabras, huge candelabras. And as they lit the lights in the temple, the light would fill the temple and spill out into the city so that all the people living in the tents outside for the week could see God in the temple, the light, the pillar of fire that was with the people 1,500 years before. It's in the midst of this celebration that Jesus stands up and He says, I am the light of the world. I am the light that leads you not out of the darkness of the wilderness. I am the light that leads you out of the darkness of sin, out of the darkness of death, to the promised land of heaven. Jesus is making an incredible connection. And what He's saying is your first point today. Jesus is the light that leads us out of our darkness. Think about it. All of the Jewish people are there. All of the Jewish people are there and they're celebrating the fact that God, the light of the pillar, was with His people, (coughs) leading them, guiding them. And Jesus stands up and says, just like God was present in that light, I am the light of the world. I am your light. I'm not leading you out of to, to a physical promised land. I'm leading you to the eternal promised land. I'm giving you safety from the darkness of the devil, from the darkness of demons. I'm giving you the path to heaven. This is what I'm offering to you. This is what Jesus says. Some people claim that Jesus never claimed to be God, and yet the people in Jesus' day knew exactly what He meant by this. He knew that He was claiming to be God, the light of the world. Because if you go to verse 20, uh, John is surprised when nobody can touch Jesus because his time wasn't here yet. In other words, people tried to kill him after, they said, after he said this because they recognized he's claiming to be the God of the world who gives light to all people. It is an incredible statement that Jesus makes, I am the light of the world. That is who Jesus is. The impact for your life? Jesus says, follow me and you will never walk in darkness. Now the challenge. Is that how you would describe your life? Would you say that you are walking in the light? 
or are you still holding on to some darkness? Do you have dark secrets from your spouse? Do you come to church on Sunday and you look like you're living in the light, you act like you're living in the light, but behind closed doors you're living in the darkness? Do you have the attitude of, well, I I can live in the darkness still, I don't have to give this stuff up, and I can follow the light, and it's no big deal, I can have both. If Jesus invites us to follow him and to walk in the light, why do we still want to live in the darkness? It's because we're convinced that the darkness brings life, that the darkness brings safety, and the darkness shines its light on the truth and on the path we're to go. When you hear that at first, you think, I don't believe any of that. And yet, how many of us have friends who don't believe in Jesus, or we look at the world who don't believe in Jesus, don't have the light of the world, and and we see them in the pursuit of happiness, and they're getting it. We see them doing dark things, and it seems like their life is filled with happiness, filled with success, filled with the pleasures of this world, and we say, you know what? Maybe I'm missing out on life. Because they seem to be getting everything that I want and here I am following the light and I'm not happy. Maybe I should do what they're doing. Think what they're thinking. Say what they're saying. Maybe I should live in the darkness a little bit and maybe I'll get a little more coming to me. We know that the light offers safety. And yet how often don't we feel safe when we let our light shine? We, we, we tell people that we believe in Jesus, that we're Christians, and what happens? They, they demean us. We get called names. Uh, people start treating us differently, look at us differently. Some people will say, why? As if we're, we're complete fools to believe such a thing. And so you know what? It, it's actually not so safe to let my light shine, to live in the light. Instead, i rather blend in, and to blend in, I'm going to live in the darkness. I'm going to live like them, talk like them, act like them. And then I can blend in. And then there's safety because there's safety in numbers. And there's a lot more of them than there are us uh, in the light. And so I'm just going to blend in and act like I don't know this Jesus guy. We know that Jesus says he's the light of the world and that he knows the path to heaven. And on that path, there is no room for bitterness, Jesus says. There's no room for grudges. And yet, Jesus, you just don't know what that person's done to me. Instead of following you, I'm going to live over here a little bit and hold on to that darkness. Jesus says, on the path to to heaven, the the light that I'm showing you to go, there's no room for abuse of alcohol, and yet, you just don't know how hard of a week I've had, Jesus. I need a few to numb everything that happened. And so I'm going to live over here. I'll be back in a minute. I'm just going to be over here for a second in the darkness. You see, we're drawn to the darkness because we think that in it there's life, there's security, and and there's truth. There's the path that we should go. And yet, 
The darkness doesn't offer life. It offers death, and it leads to death. The darkness doesn't offer uh, truth. It offers confusion. The, the darkness doesn't offer safety, the safety that we want to hold on to things. The only safety it offers is to hold on to dark, shameful things. And the only thing that the dark really gives us is guilt, shame, anxiety, confusion, low self-esteem, dark thoughts about ourselves and other people, and fear that people are going to find out about the dark things we've done, the dark things we're holding on to. And so why are we fixated on the darkness? How come we can't seem to give it up? Well, it's because when we're born into this world, we're born without the light of Jesus in our heart. And it's filled with the darkness of sin and death. And even now that Jesus' light has shined in our hearts, there's still that part of our hearts that's filled with darkness until we reach the eternal light of heaven. And so there's a part of us that is filled with darkness, wants the darkness, wants to live in the darkness. And that's what makes it challenging to walk in the light. Because this darkness leads us to do dark things. And now Jesus is saying, come in the light? That's scary. Because if you've ever held on to some, a, a dark secret, if you're holding on to one right now, what is the number one thing you're scared of? You're scared of letting it be made known, bringing it out into the light, because you're afraid of rejection. You're afraid that you won't be accepted. And it's because of the second, another characteristic about light that we all know, and that is this. The light always overcomes darkness. I was thinking about this this week, and that is that when you, when you light a match in a room, the, light, the darkness never overcomes it, right? No matter how small the light is, the darkness always scatters. And so when you have a dark secret that you've been holding on to, and Jesus says, come into the light, what are we afraid of? We're afraid to bring it to Him. We're afraid to bring those dark things to Him because we're afraid that He's going to say, get away from me, scatter, because I'm the light of the world and I don't want any darkness around. That's what we're afraid of. And yet the light of the world says to you, come, follow me and you will never walk in darkness. Why? Because Jesus says, come, bring your darkness to me. Bring your dark sins, your dark thoughts, your, your dark secrets. Bring them to me. And me, the light of the world, I'm going to scatter them. I'm not going to scatter you. I'm going to scatter your dark deeds. All of your dark sins are going to be gone from you. And then I'm going to fill your heart with my light. And I'm going to live in you. Why? Because light always overcomes darkness. And Jesus proved this to be fact uh, when He died on the cross. Do you remember when, when Jesus was on the cross? Uh, we're told that darkness covered the entire earth from 12 o'clock until 3. For three hours, it was dark. No, it wasn't an eclipse. Uh, it, this was miraculous. This was something from God. The light had gone away and darkness seemed to reign as the light of the world went out. But three days later, what happened? 
Jesus saw the light of life again as he rose from the dead to prove once and for all that light always overcomes the darkness. And now Jesus says to you, come to me. Come, follow me. I will scatter your sin. Come to me. I will scatter and release you from the slavery that the darkness has over you. Come to me and know that the darkness of death will not rule over you. You have the light of life right now. You will never see the darkness of death. You may die, but you will immediately be in the light of heaven. Come to me and I will lead you not to a promised land of earth, but the promised land of heaven where there is no darkness at all. There's no sun, there's no moon, because the light of the world gives light to the entire heavens. Jesus says, come, follow me. I am the light of the world. He shines on your path. He illuminates your path. He brings you safety and he brings you life. And the darkness can never overcome him. So today, bring your darkness to the Lord. Bring him and shine, let him shine his light on the darkness that is in your life. He doesn't want to scatter you. He doesn't want to overcome you. He doesn't want to fill you with guilt and shame. He wants to scatter all that from you so that you can be free from it and you can live in the light. Walk in the light and you will never experience shame. You'll never experience guilt, fear, anxiety, dark thoughts, Instead, you will only be filled with the light of life. So follow him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being the light of the world, for shining in our hearts, for scattering the darkness that is in our life, the darkness of death completely away from us. We thank you for everything that you've done for us. We ask you to continue to shine your light on our path that we may know the way to the Father, and that is through you, our Lord and Savior Jesus, who lived for us, died for us, and rose again. We ask you to be with us, continue to fill us with your light, that we may always follow you and uh, be out of the darkness and into the light of life. In your name we pray. Amen.